Hey there, and welcome to episode five of the New Lung Podcast. I am your host, Jaina. And I am your co-host, Chanel. This is a podcast of our tobacco cessation program. We are tobacco cessation specialists here to assist people in their process of quitting smoking. So stay tuned. The secret to getting there is getting started. It may not be easy. It will take time. It will require dedication and willpower. You will need to make healthy decisions. In this episode, we'll be going over things you should know. Hey, Dana, welcome back. Thank you so much, Chanel. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. So today we're going to go over some recovery and withdrawal symptoms, and we're also going to talk about some nicotine replacement therapies. I don't know if you're too familiar with those, but we'll get you familiar by the end of this class. Sounds good. All right, let's jump right in. So on the page 14, it talks about some of the common recovery and withdrawal symptoms that we'll experience throughout this quitting process. Go ahead and take a couple of minutes, Jaina, and look over them and tell me maybe you might have experienced some of these in the past or maybe you might be experiencing them now. I'll give you a few minutes to look over them and then we'll come back and discuss. All right, Jaina, so... Looking at this page, any of these symptoms jump out at you? Cravings. Cravings for a cigarette, for sure. Cravings for a cigarette. So that's a big one, and that's probably why it's first on our list as well, right? So what's happening during that craving is that nicotine is a strongly addictive drug, and withdrawal causes these cravings. The duration can last between two to three days, or it can happen for a couple of months or years. Some things you can do to better cope with these cravings is wait out the urge, Going back to that delay method we were talking about, you can also distract yourself, exercise. So I know you like to do volleyball, Jaina. Maybe you can take up another uh, volleyball team or another sport that you like to do. And the use of nicotine replacement therapies also helps as well. All right. So one thing I do want to say with cravings is sometimes I'll get people that come into my classes and they'll say, so once I quit, I'm never going to have another craving again, right? I don't want to mislead you and tell you that information. It's different for everybody. So I've had some individuals come into my classes and do these sessions and say once they quit, they never craved another cigarette again. And that's great for them. I've had others that have said differently. The thing that has changed is how they cope with those cravings and those cravings lessen over time as well. And so that's the reason we're going through all these strategies and different therapies as well. Okay? Okay. So looking at the next symptom, cough dry throat, and nasal drip. This commonly happens when the body's trying to get rid of mucus or has blocked airways and restricted breathing. Uh, This happens or usually lasts for a couple of days. And one thing you can really do with this symptom is drinking a lot of water or making sure you stay hydrated. That helps sometimes with the irritated throat we might get from coughing so much. It also helps to flush out that mucus and everything as well. The next one is irritability. The body is craving nicotine and you're not getting it. So you're going to be maybe a little snappy, maybe a little moody. Okay. So this is one that most of us experience when we're going throughout this process. And I've experienced from other people too that have been quitting. Mm -hmm. It's not fun. It's really not. It's definitely, I understand. It's definitely, definitely not fun. But that's where that social support system also comes into play, right? So if you have somebody in your corner that understands, hey, 
for these next maybe couple of days or weeks sometimes I might be a little snappy or a little moody it's because I'm detoxing my body's going through a change I just need some understanding having someone that can be there and support you through that is really really important so that's what I encourage you to lean on for that symptom as well I know with my dad when he well he was already grouchy but when he quit, he, you know, got the irritability and stuff like that. But I was able to understand it because I knew he was going through this quitting process. And when he snapped at me or he had the, his little mood swings or something, I understood where he was coming from. You know, I was there to talk it out with him. I'd be like, hey, Dad, anything you need to talk about? Is everything going okay? Sometimes just hearing that question or him knowing that I know what he's going through, I understand it, kind of relieved him just a little bit. Okay. Right? And then the next one is fatigue. So nicotine is a stimulant, and when our body is coming down off of a stimulant, we might feel a little bit more tired or yeah. drowsy you sometimes. Know, I did feel that actually in that mm-hmm. week or so that I was quitting. I was so lazy. Yeah. Uh, maybe not lazy, but just, yeah, just tired. I didn't want to do anything. That mm-hmm. and coughing, it was a bad combination. Yeah. So that can last for maybe a couple of weeks. Again, it depends on the person, but your body is just going through a period where it's adjusting. So that's why you're experiencing most of these symptoms as well. One thing you can do with the fatigue is try and take some naps, take some breaks, and don't push yourself too much, all right? And the assistance with the nicotine replacement therapies will also aid in kind of reducing or lessening those recovery symptoms as well. The next one is hunger. Oh, gosh. I know. This is a big one. That one for me. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when we're craving that nicotine, we want to go to anything and everything that will help satisfy that herb. And oftentimes, it leads to us, you know, feeling hungry or going to some snacks that we probably shouldn't go to, right? Yes, the cupboard was my best friend. I was always going there. I don't know if you've ever gone to your cupboard to look for a snack. Nothing's there. You leave, and then you kind of return five minutes expecting something to magically appear. That was me. I would go back as if something appeared, but nothing was there. But I was just always so hungry. Totally understandable. So one thing that you can do with the hunger symptom is, again, going back to that water. Making sure that you're hydrated and you have enough fluids throughout your body can really help with that hungry feeling. Because oftentimes when we're feeling hungry, we're actually just dehydrated. And we might need to replenish some of the fluids in our body as well. And also going back to using those healthy snacks, doing that grocery shopping. Remember you put that on your before I quit list. So making sure we stock up on those healthy snacks is a way to kind of cope better with that hunger feeling we might have. The next one is insomnia. So because nicotine has these weird, crazy effects on our brain waves, sometimes it might make it a little bit more challenging for us to settle down and sleep at night. One thing we suggest is that you try out a decaffeinated tea, something like chamomile tea or lavender tea. It's a really great way to calm yourself down, relax, and just get into that better sleep mode. Okay. Also, and this is a challenge for me as well, try and turn off our technology. Our phone can often be (laughs) one of the biggest reasons that we're distracting ourselves and leading for that insomnia as well. And then the next one is dizziness. So this is when our body is getting a little bit more oxygen than what we're normally used to. So remember in the first class, Jaina, I talked about that list of chemicals on just the yes. back page? Yes. Well, one of those chemicals was carbon monoxide. And what carbon monoxide does is imagine a sponge soaking up water. Carbon monoxide soaks up oxygen in our body the same way. So if we're smoking and we're putting carbon monoxide into our system, our body gets used to running on this lower level of oxygen. Then when we quit and we start filtering out those toxins, our body takes in more fresh oxygen, which is a great thing. 
but your body needs to adjust. And that dizziness is just part of that adjustment period your body is going through. So just take it easy for a couple of days and it will pass, right? And the last one is constipation, stomach pain, and gas. Jaina, have you ever heard anyone say they smoke or they like to have a cigarette after their meal because it settles their stomach? Yeah, actually. Yeah, that's because nicotine, in addition to acting as a stimulant, it also acts as a laxative. So it can kind of help with that digestive process and the ending process as well. <laughs> so that's why sometimes when we quit, we might feel a little bit of a backup temporarily for a couple of days to a couple of weeks. One thing you can do is increase the fiber in your diet through fruits, vegetables, and whole grains, and also increase the amount of water that you're taking in. I'm telling you, water is going to do wonders for you throughout this process, okay? Okay. Any questions or additional comments on the recovery symptoms? No, but it's nice that I have a couple of them listed down that I've actually experienced when I was quitting before, mm-hmm. so... Okay, so on to the the next page, page 15, is a couple of therapies or replacement therapies that will assist us in better coping with these recovery or withdrawal symptoms. Now, the first one I want to talk about is the nicotine patch. Now, that's the patch or the system that we give out in our program. So it's about a six to eight week system. You don't want to exceed over 12 weeks. And the way it works is it's a patch that releases a certain amount of nicotine for 24 hours uh, in the body. You would place it on different parts of the body, usually around your arm um, region, and you put it there for 24 hours and you put a new one on the next day. Most people prefer this uh, system because it's relatively shorter compared to the other ones and it's pretty convenient. You can put a patch on and you can forget about it, right? Have you tried the patches before, Jane? No, I haven't. No? Okay. So when I do give you the patches, because I will be giving them out today to you if you want them, I'll go over more information on how to use them and certain side effects that you might have with them, okay? Okay. Now, the next one is the nicotine gum. This is an over-the-counter treatment as well, and it lasts about three months. Now, this can be either a hit or a miss with most people. Some people love it. Some people hate it. It all depends. If you're a gum chewer, you might appreciate this therapy a little bit more. The only catch about it is that you don't chew it the way you would chew regular gum. So the way it works is you take a piece of the gum, place it in your mouth, and you start chewing it. After about 30 seconds or so, you're going to get this spicy, tingly filling in your mouth. That's the nicotine being released from the gum. Once you feel that filling, you're going to park it between your jaw and the side of your mouth and let that nicotine absorb across your membrane. Then once that filling goes away, you start chewing again, and you'll let that spicy, tingly filling come up. You'll park it again, let it absorb, and repeat the process. So for some people, this can be a little bit weird because when you want to chew a piece of gum, you want to chew a piece of gum, right? You don't want to have to think about it. So again, it's personal preference for this uh, therapy here. And you know what? For me, I like to chew. Just in general, I love chewing. I definitely do have that oral infatuation. And when you were talking, I kind of thought to myself, oh, you know what? Maybe I would do the gum. But then I remember that I had an uncle and he would use the nicotine gum when he was quitting smoking. Mm -hmm. And until this day, that was over 20 years ago, he tried quitting. He still chews the nicotine gum. And I just personally... I don't want to be dependent on a gum. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm not smoking, I get it. Maybe, Maybe it's better. But that just kind of... It's a little bit scary for me to, mm-hmm. to just have to rely on gum to quit. 
Absolutely. So it kind of turned you off from that therapy because you don't want to have to rely on that one. Yes. I completely understand. Absolutely. And so with this, the, the gum, it's not recommended that you go beyond three months. So that's why when using any type of therapy, whichever one you choose to use, you want to make sure you follow the directions appropriately. And if you do modify those directions, consult a physician or healthcare provider. Okay. And the next therapy is the nicotine nasal spray. Jana, have you ever heard of this one? No, I had no idea they had that. Yeah, most people haven't heard of this one. It's not too common, and it's a prescription, so you'd have to get it through your doctor. The way it works is, um, you know those little allergy sprays that you just shoot up your nose? Yes, yes, I do. It's the same idea, but instead of allergy medicine, you're shooting up nicotine, or nasal membrane. Now, this um, system can work for some people as well. Again, it's based on personal preference, and it's a, about a two- to three-month system. The next one is the nicotine inhaler. Have you ever heard of that one, Jana? No, just no. the patches, honestly. Patches and gum. Patches and gum, yeah. So the nicotine inhaler is also a prescription, and it comes in two different forms. So it comes in the form that, you know, individuals that have asthma, and they yes. use that puff inhaler? It yes. comes in that form, and it also comes in a little small nicotrol inhaler form. And it kind of resembles the size and shape of a cigarette. And the way it works is you would push a little canister of nicotine into the back of it and you'd puff on it. Now you're not going to puff on this inhaler the way you would do a regular cigarette. The purpose is not to enjoy it. The purpose is to get that nicotine into your system. So you'd puff pretty fast on it. And for some people, they like that and some people don't. So again, it's personal preference. And this system is in two phases and it's about three months as well. All right, so those are the different nicotine replacement therapies that we have available. If you decide to try out some various therapies, we do not recommend that you do them all at the same time. Try them out slowly, by surely, gradually, and at your own pace as well. And if anything, if you're feeling any um, side effects or anything that's not going well with you, you might want to discontinue using it and consult your physician or healthcare provider. Any questions on any of the material I went over today, Jaina? No. No? Okay. Well, that's all I have for the class today. And I will see you next week when we're talking about stress management and coping with some stressful situations. All right? Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. If you live in Orange County and are interested in attending our in-person classes, feel free to sign up with us and call us at 1-866-NEW-LUNG. That is 1-866-639-5864. And that pretty much covers everything for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Today's episode can be found on our Facebook page, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. If you subscribe to our show, you should be receiving new episodes as soon as we update them. And remember, we would love to hear your feedback. If there are any topics that you'd like us to talk about, send us a message on our Facebook page at 1-866-NEW-LUNG. Until next time, take care. Music for this podcast was produced by OrangeFreeSounds.com. The secret to getting there is getting started. It requires sacrifice. You will need to push yourself. There will be temptation. But when you reach your goal, it will all be worth it.